fucking vibes. So what is I gonna start it off? That's what I'm gonna start it off with. I am a Welcome gym back. Oh. You know the fucking vibes? <laughs> Call it Welcome back Episode to the, 3. Can you English shut Daisy. the fuck up so I can get the intro boy, going? Young Yosh. Okay, Fantasia. Okay, I love that we bullied TZ AKA into AKA having the, into making the intro. AKA short native but my dick tall. Shut up. AKA Black Falcon. AKA Falco. AKA Yeah, everybody Jordan, shut up for AKA Jordan. Honey Jordan. AKA Hoodie Jordan. Got the white hoodie on today, which means I'm going to be a little bit more subdued. Like a white daisy coming off a really cold morning. Damn, Jordy, clairvoyant falcon, chef Jordan Ramsey, and AKA gotta hear both sides. Making your own drop is fucking crazy. <laughs> Making and saying your own drop, not even having a fucking soundboard for it is nuts. Also, I love that we bullied TZ into making a fucking intro for this, and you immediately just said, nah, fuck it. I, I, I'm gonna do my own today. I tried so hard to like put something together too. Like I was super thoughtful and I was like, man, we, we got to have like a tag or we got to do something for it. Right. And so I, I brainstormed for like half a day and I was just like, how, how are we going to do this? Nope. Try, I wait. try, I try and do something good. Chaotic Fucking evils Jordy in the building. <laughs> you put so much more effort into that than like either of us would have. Also, I'm Tyrell. <laughs> Strong, tall and handsome. Yeah. Welcome back to the Color Theory Podcast, where you already know the fucking vibes. What are you doing? Is your boy. I already, introdu- I already introduced it. Please introduce yourself. <laughs> introduce yourself, please. Can I just not say it? Can I say it? Can I just say it? <laughs> yes, you can say it. Okay, say it. Do we have to do this week after week? Yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. Built on chaos. I am all the chaos symbols. Emeralds? It's teasy. Emeralds? AKA Young Teasy, it ain't easy being wheezy. AKA Young Hovey, AKA Biracial Angel. Got a white mom with a black dad. Damn right. And we back. Hell yeah. Episode three. I've missed Biracial Angel. I think that's my favorite one of your AKAs. That one's hard. I fuck with this it. Thing. So, All so dogs like go to heaven. <laughs> All right. Dogs go to one time we got a, uh, that's the reason he's so fucked up is he watched all dogs go to heaven when he was a kid and I'm like that's not an answer <laughs> could be I mean, who, are you to say, who do you say uh, sure I guess I feel like that's a kids movie it's not really gonna fuck you up but like eh. you don't know what he's been through that's, that's valid I don't Oliver and Company I like that that was one of my favorites what, I, okay, I mean, do you guys have like favorite like animated movies? We're not doing this. Are we going down this lane? Akira. Oh, fuck. I remember I watched that when we were in college and we were roommates, TZ. That was when I watched it at like one in the morning to like three, whenever I'd watch really weird movies in the middle of the night. And that was one of the movies that I watched and then I ended up staying up till 5 a.m. just looking up the lore. Yeah, Akira's on Hulu right now. Highly recommend watching it. Uh, that movie does incredible shit with light. Um, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's so cool. Oh, man. This, and it was going to come true this year, too, until coronavirus happened. We were so close. But, like, all the scenes setting up Neo Tokyo and, like, how they treat, like, light and neon and, like, the spotlights and shit is, like, nothing short of beautiful. 
which is not like a word I use lightly for film and like visual art, but like Akira fucking earned it 10 times over. And that coupled with the underlying message of societal collapse following post Hiroshima, because that's what it's like sort of tied into is like the reaction of another world war happening and them getting bombed and then rebuilding it back from that. Yeah, Akira definitely builds on, like, Japanese, like, post-war cinema. Um, uh, so, like, Godzilla, uh, which, what Godzilla has become, I enjoy, like, just stupid monster movies like that. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, the original was in 1954, maybe 1956. But the original Godzilla that came out, like, in the wake of um, Hiroshima and Nagasaki and, like, the bombs being dropped, like, that movie is japan like coming to terms with the bomb and like fucking how like they move past it and how like they personify it and how they dealt with it um like everything about like the original character design for godzilla i'm sorry i know this isn't hip-hop this but is way uh better yeah the, everything about the original design for godzilla is built to or is made to like resemble um uh, atomic imagery like his head's all like lumpy and like fucked up because it's supposed to look like um a mushroom cloud when he's like looming up over like the towers or coming up over buildings uh his like scales quote unquote are supposed to be like ketoid scarring from like the radiation burns like everything about this uh monster that they designed is meant to evoke imagery that came out of nagasaki and hiroshima and like i just i love shit like that and like japan like coming to terms with like who it was after world war ii and even though uh akira's 40 years after that like it's still japan like finding out where its footing was especially in like that tech boom that came in the 80s i just fucking love akira it's so cool it's so the fucking lighting on that shit too and i love the story and i just love how crazy it gets towards the end and all that kind of shit (sighs) attack on titan i'm watching that right now i'm in (laughs) season three and uh mikasa is it worth it me yes mikasa I've never been so in love with a fictional character in all my life. And it's not even like because she's like super sexy or anything like that. She's just such a down ass bitch, dude. I'm just like, oh, my God, I've never seen such a ride or die in my life. Like she's really fucking ready to rock for homie. Oh, my God. What I would do for a Mikasa right now. Oh, my goodness. I think I'd trade my friendship with TZ. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you, Teaser. I promise. Bro, but Mikasa? Come on. I'm basically upgrading TZ. And I can have sex with it. It. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that so seems music. like a pretty poor trade. Hip hop, hip hop. Five elements of hip-hop. <laughs> well, Tyrell, appreciate that expose on Akira. But we're going to yeah, move you. on to yeah. our favorite segment, Color of the Day. Yes. Today's Color of the Day is English Daisy. Now, I couldn't really find anything on English Daisy, but if you look it up, it is like a it's like a mid midish ye- midish yellow, but it's like golden. It's like a golden yellow. It's super beautiful. So like if you look at if you think of the color of like golden rays of sunshine or like 
the sun glistening off of like wheat fields you get that like golden yellow that's what i think of yeah you're giving way too much credit to this color it kind of it's it's like if the sun would glow off like a bottle of heinz mustard heinz mustard's too bright dude yellow it's like a very matte and like subdued yellow maybe like a like a dijon dijon's closer yeah it's that great poupon, the AV on that TED talk. So yeah, go ahead, look it up. It's a cool color. Uh, we have two artists, two al- albums this week, and we never did discuss who we want to talk about first. But I know I am gonna have a lot more to say about these albums than probably both of y'all. So hmm, I don't know. I mean, we can. It's, it's up to y'all. We, we can do a vote. We can do. We want to do a raise of hands. It's it's up to Tyrell. Uh, let's start with Thundercat. All right, yeah, we have a winner today. <sighs> Hold on, let me let me get everything. You're gonna have Thundercat's to. the one I had pulled up. You know, that's fair enough. So we're talking about Steven Bruner, aka Thundercat. He's our favorite bass guitar player, producer, yeah. singer songwriter from Los Angeles, California. I, one thing I didn't know is that his dad was like a drummer, and so like he came from a music background through and through, which I thought was really cool. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Thundercat has been around the music game, just like I said, pretty much all his life. Um, again, I will probably have to resort to saying Jordan was my introduction to Thundercat with, I would say probably Them Changes. Uh, which that song is incredible, uh, but he put that song out is so good. Oh like gosh. every part of that song, like the it's, bass line is so infectious on it. The like oh my god, and the melody yeah. and the fucking the the lyrics are hilarious. But it's like holy shit, all of that put together. Well, and that's the one thing Similarly, about Thundercat too. My introduction too. was also through Jordan. Wait, what'd you say? My introduction to him was also through Jordan, and it was uh, fucking the Kenny Loggins joint. Um, Show you the way. There it is. <laughs> but uh, that's the one thing about Thundercat. He does a really good job of incorporating a lot of humorous lines into his music. I would probably say this latest installment, it is what it is. There's less of it, um, but I still think that it's definitely sprinkled around in the music. And I highlighted a few lines here. Uh, but one thing I noticed that there is a Japanese release of this album with an extra song on the end featuring Michael McDonald. So if you somehow get a hold of that track, let me know. Uh, the one biggest thing about this here, Flying Lotus was the mixing engineer and helped produce pretty much all of the music. And according to Flylo, this is a journal of where he's been since Drunk, which is the album that he put out back in 2017. And what I would say is that this album felt to me like his emotions or the way that he's coped with the death of one of his closest friends, which was Mac Miller. And I know that there were songs in here that were related to Mac Miller, like I think it was Fair Chance. And uh, yeah, so Fair Chance definitely is. The intro is rumored 
to be about Mac Miller. And the very last song is an ode to Mac Miller. So I think that, you know, there's there's a lot of sadness on the beginning and the end of this. But in the middle, there's also a lot of really up-tempo and happier songs, which I think is just part of him, again, you know, moving on and just being happy, I guess, even though of stuff that's gone in his life. But... The songs that I like the most, I really like the Black Qual song. Um, in this song, it's <laughs> the one the one line that may be funny is that he, in, in one of the verses, he talks about moving out of the hood. And, um, God, Steve Lacey, he's on this track here. And he says in there, I want to post this on the ground, but don't think I should. And um, a couple lines later, Flying Lotus not Flying Lotus, Thundercat says, got to keep it on the low because I've been robbed before. And I was like, man, that's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in Miguel's Happy Dance, he says, it's okay if it's not going your way. It never was, which I thought was like a low-key, really dark line. But it's like, you know what? That's funny. And then uh, the song that is probably the funniest song on here is definitely Dragon Ball Do-Rag. Uh, the music video was shot by Zach Fox, and if you know who Zach Fox is, you already know what you're getting into if you're gonna watch this music video because it's wild. And you wild. have no idea what you're getting into, but yeah, it's wild. And it's gonna be fucking wild. You just have no idea what the fuck's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, there's a song before called Overseas, and there's a, at the very end of it, Zach Fox is like speaking as if he's like the uh, flight attendant on an airplane. And he talks about Thundercat getting sloppy toppy <laughs> in was, the front of a plane. Oh, hold on, hold on. Was the skit on this album better than the one on Jid's album that Zach Fox did? Do you remember it? I don't remember the I one on Jid's album. It, 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 came, it, it comes after the, um, oh, what the hell is that song? I've been working hella hard. Shit ain't even been working now. What the fuck song is that? But it comes at the very end of that one. That skit's better. In my opinion, and yeah, this this was it was funny though, um, but it basically serves as like a transition into this song Dragon Ball Do Rag, but in this song he goes, "Do you like my new whip? Watch me go zoom zoom." That part is funny, <laughs> and then he also says, "I may be covered in cat hair, but I still smell good." Thanks. So I mean, like I said, he definitely still has lines definitely sprinkled throughout this that are funny, but. I definitely wouldn't say that it's like drunk um, or like a song like Them Changes where like it's lines in there are like scattered throughout like song for song. Um, One of the instrumentalists that is in here is Kamesi Washington. He makes an appearance on a few songs with his saxophone. And then uh, on King of the Hill, Bad Bad Not Good was also played a hand in production. Who did the, Uh, um, the beginning synth in that song? It was, I don't know. Well, so what happened? The way it happened was Bad Bad Not Good sent over two, two little sections, and basically Fly Low broke them up and mixed them together and stuff like that. So the the beginning part of that song reminds me of the instrumental for Insomniac by Mac Miller with Rick Ross or the Underachiever song that I can't remember the name of it, but it's the exact same beat. Mm-hmm. But I, oh, it just reminds me so much of the sample used in that. I know it might not be the same, but it's definitely the same vibe. It might be the same instrument. I think the other song 
I really liked on this was Unrequited Love. And I think this is one of the more, I would guess I would call it a beautiful song. Uh, it's definitely slower in nature. Um, but just the way that it sounds and the way that he sounds over it is, I just thought it was, it was really nice. Overall. That's the one with those strings in the beginning, right? Yeah. 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 That one's so fucking good. Yeah. And so overall, I definitely liked this. Um, I think that there's some tracks on here with heavy like Thundercat bass in it. I know one of the songs is basically just him wilding out on the bass. But I don't know. I mean, it's definitely a lot different than like Drunk or any or so, a couple of his other projects. And I think that's okay. But I, uh, I, I, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I mean, I think it's an easy listen. And I think if you just want something that's fun or you want some like up-tempo type of music to listen to, this is a really good project to step into. I'd agree with that. Um, this is really good like to have on in the background. I wasn't like sitting down. I wasn't like super happy with it. Um, I feel like we lose a lot of vocals uh especially in oh fuck i just closed the tab um the track 13 the one with um uh lil b because i feel like we lose his vocals in particular a lot in like the instrumentation oh that's but, a fair yeah. chance yep yeah but like um uh but dragon ball durag um unrequited love like i love those songs and i will probably continue to play them like often i'll put them on a playlist uh there was one part in the third track at a minute and 15 seconds that reminds me of a sonic the hedgehog level like i don't know why I, that's just like the vibe i got and then the sixth track really reminded me also of sonic the hedgehog and like again i can't really explain why it's just like those are the vibes i was getting but overall this is a really good listen i enjoyed it a lot yeah um when i listened to this the first time i was like fuck you can really tell which songs are that he worked directly with Flylo on because it has there's like a certain way that songs are structured that Flylo works on, especially going back to You're Dead and going from that point forward. Anything that he's done with Thundercat, like on a Thundercat project or outside that, you can really tell when it's mixed by Flylo. Like and it like he threw his own instruments in as well because like Tz said he mixed the entire fucking thing. But there's, it was like Interstellar Love, you can notice it right away. I Love Lewis Cole. That was fun. That song was really fun. Black <laughs> yeah. Calls, uh, Get Childish Gambino the fuck out of here. Um, Dragon Ball Dureg is so good. I really like that song. And it's solely because the very beginning lines are the only lines that are stuck in my head. And I can't stop singing them when I'm playing Fortnite. I think I've sang that part. I couldn't even put a number on it. The King of the Hill was another thing that I had comments on. I really like how dark it sounds. The sample at the beginning, or it's not a sample, but I just really like the sound of those instruments and I like how it sounded in this song and then also in the Underachievers and Mac Miller song that sound really similar to this. And then Fair Chan on Fair Chance, Ty Dollar Sign was fine. Like he, his features are really good. He's not very good at making his own songs, which is really weird. But he, he always sounds really good on a feature. Lil B part was so interesting because it was so melancholy. And he obviously doesn't have a strong singing voice, like, at all. But his part was, like, 
the way that he was delivering his lines, it reminded me of like older blues or jazz musicians, the way that he would say the words on there, not necessarily how strong his voice was. Um, but overall, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was too special. But, oh, one more thing. I noticed, I didn't notice this before, but then I watched the Fantano review where he talked about how muddy the sounds and all of the mixing is. And I didn't notice it until after I watched that review, but I heard the drums on certain songs and the drums are so trash on some songs. And it's so far back in the mixing that if I wasn't actively listening for them, I would have never noticed it. But some of them are just so bad. It sounds like the drum pack that he got started with FL Studio, but then you passed on that packet three different times through compression. You zipped them bitches up, unzipped them on a different computer, zipped them shits up again, and then unzipped them on a 98 Windows computer, and you started trying to make music with it on there because the sound sounds so trash on some of those drums. And I was like, fuck, that ruined it. Because, like, that sound works on drunk because, like, on drunk, the, the entire theme of it is, like, like you're being drunk. And then, so like slurred words, like muddy mixing makes sense for the theme. But I think it's more of Thundercat's entire style is that because the bass lines are fucking killer. And mm-hmm. a lot of the instrumentation is really cool. Like it's so interesting that Kamase Washington, Thundercat, and Flylo can all coexist on a song. But then the lyrics can be about like a cat or something, which is such a weird fucking juxtaposition of all that stuff. And it's, it's a crazy so relationship. Crazy. Hell yeah. It's like, it's so interesting to think of if you go look at to pimp a butterflies, fucking production credits, those fuckers names are all over that shit too. I know you hear all beautiful. That sounds. (sighs) No, I, I would agree. I think I like drunk more than this project, you know, I think, but I get, I don't know. I mean, I definitely like drunk more than this. Like that's not like a question for me. Oh, and the slowed down, the chopped and screwed version of Drunk, a.k.a. Drank, is incredible. Yeah, I love it so much. It's what made me really, really like Drunk and Drank. Drunk and Drank. Yeah. No, I think that's good. All right. Is is that all we got for Thundercat? I think that's all we got. Baby, I look at my two on. Yo, fucking the uh, uh, unrequited love. That second verse, he sounds so fucking smooth. Like that one that opens up with "I've been searching high and low." Like that's mm-hmm. fucking stuck in my head constantly. It's so fucking mm, so smooth, so good. Shout Last out album that. on the docket comes from an artist. Hopefully, I'm saying it right. Named Eve Tumor, aka Sean Bowie. Bowie. Still don't know if I said his last name right there either. Is it like David Bowie? Yeah. He was raised in Knoxville, Tennessee. Currently based out of Turin, Italy. This guy has been making more experimental slash alternative music. His first big project came in 2015 it was called when a man fails you and essentially this album was ambient music and so to hear that versus what we get five years later with heaven to a tortured mind is crazy a crazy journey he did release an album back in 2018 called safe in the hands of love which actually got really good acclaim 
Uh, a lot of people really enjoyed it, and I think that this is pretty much the next evolution of this artist. And I had never listened to really any music from Eve Toomer before, and I don't really know why the name caught my interest or why I wanted to listen to this in the first place, but personally, I'm really happy I did. This was a nice surprise. It's not something I would generally listen to. Like I said, the production on it, I would call it experimental slash rock. There's a lot of uh, rock influence on it. There's definitely like jazz soul influence on it. Um, but his voice is, the way that they use his voice is super, super interesting. But I think the one thing I noticed about this and, okay, so I listened to this quite a bit and I definitely think that there is a theme throughout this project and now when I listened to it I thought that I was kind of getting like an idea or a gist of what it was what they were going for but then when I was kind of doing the research and looking up lyrics and everything I came I got to the song uh, Foley or Foley in pose and I had no idea what that word meant and so I had to look it up and then I read the description of it which is essentially where one forms a delusional belief during a psychotic episode and imposes it on another person and that made me think of something different now um, where the two could kind of be conjoined a little bit but I think that, and I think that it where it is definitely most prevalent is in the production and so I think that there's definitely shifts of moods from groups of songs throughout the album and I would the after I picked up or read what Foley and Pose meant my take on this album is that this person is been in basically like a confinement or like been by themselves for so long where they start becoming delusional or they start like basically creating these versions or like playing out these scenes that aren't necessarily real but they wish were happening like at that point in time and I think that it it could potentially be like drug use as well, like could be part of this. Um, but I think the peak of like, if you think about it, like if in the drug use, the peak of like the, the drug, like feeling good happens in the dream palette, because I think in dream palette where you notice it is in the background of the production, there's fireworks. So like you could think of it as like that euphoric feeling or feeling good at that time. And the, the lyrics of dream palette are definitely on a happier tone versus the beginning of the album where he talks about um, his love or how things have been going really well between him and this other person. Um, and then it shifts to like Foley and Pose, which is the start of like the down, the downer of like this drug and everything kind of his high wears off and everything kind of starts dragging him back down. And I think that it's a really interesting way to do it but i i think that it was done super super well because there's not a lot i haven't heard really a lot of people do it in the way that he does it the way he mixes all these different genres and stuff like that the first song 
um, New Gospel for a Decade or whatever it's called. That song gospel is Gospel cr- for a New Century. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah. The, I, I love it, the fucking stuttering loop at that intro with like I, all the pauses. Yeah, dude, it's the production is super like grandiose and the music video is weird. It's wild. I'm I'm glad you brought up the music video cuz I really wanted to talk about the visuals that like accompanied this album and just like Eve Tumor's like work in general. Super demonic, man. It's crazy. All the all the visuals are like super super intriguing um because I feel like I can't find any like visual work that this artist has done on their own. Um but I feel like that's something that they they really want to do is like branch out into more visual art. Cause like you said, there's like this like really demonic like styling in the uh, the music video. Um, there's parts of it that like I guarantee were shot on like a Sony Handycam from 1998, with like the way like all the all the noise and like the pixel, um, like the dead pixels and everything, mm-hmm. and like the the four three like format that like gets uh, occasionally interpolated into like the um, the sequence. Uh, like that that's all super interesting and like art housey and like it fits with like the rest of this album. Um, all the, or like the cover art um, and all the, cause like there's art for individual tracks on um, their YouTube. Yeah. And they all deal with like this double exposure where um, there's like, you can see, clearly see a body, like a person, but then there's like these ephemeral like parts of them that, are done through like light painting and like multi exposures and all this other photographic bullshit. But it goes back to like what you were talking about, how there's a theme to this album um, that deals with not like psychosis. That's not the word I want to use, but it deals with, um, cause a lot of these tracks, like the central theme around all for all of them is like love. Yeah, love for, like, a specific person. And, I mean, you see it, especially, like, in the very first song, how he says, like, he he will basically be anything that she wants him to be as long as they, like, get together or, like, you know, so. Uh, Track 7 has that, um, which is Dream Palette, uh, has, like, that constant refrain of uh, tell me is this fundamental love. Yeah. Um, Then you have shit like Identity Trade, uh, Hasdall and Lights, um, Hesdal and Lights refers to uh, these this phenomenon in Norway, in like the valley of or in the Hesdalen Valley, where people will see these lights with like no real explanation as to where the hell they came from or why they're there, and that's constantly brought up in that song. Is like, what are you running from? What are you like? Where are you going? Like, are you doing stuff that's worth it? Is it real? Is this worth what you're doing? Mm-hmm. And like, these are like themes that come up throughout the throughout the album and i really like these themes and there's parts of this album that i love but overall i feel like there's it's overwhelming in a way it's a lot man yeah there's like so like none of these i couldn't call any of these tracks like stripped down like there's so much instrumentation there's so much noise in every single track that like it kind of wears you down after a while which i feel is probably intentional for it with like the uh, the themes that Eve is, or Eve Tumor is uh, exploring. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, and I think that's one of the things. I don't know. I 
I kept going back to this album, like even like just to listen to it, because kind of like what you said, you know, the, the production, you kind of have to hear it like a few times or listen to it a few times to even get like break the surface of what's going on, like within the production. Um, and this may be an album that I go back to like throughout the year, just in general of just like comparing what they did on this versus maybe other albums that i liked a lot because i know there was there's a lot of live instrumentation on this album because if you look through like the credits and stuff like that um people are named as in doing this like being part of the production and so that part is really interesting to think that you know this isn't all like synths or anything like that like this is every all, most of the noises on here are a live instrumentation like if you were to hear it live you would hear the almost the exact same thing and i think that's one thing that really makes a really good album for me is i i'm i'm a slut for live instrumentation in music and so i it's probably part of the reason why i really liked this when i kept going back to it but like you said it, it, the production is heavy but i agree that i think it's intentional because i think the um I think what the, the topic that they're exploring is a really heavy topic. And I I don't know. I this is just something that I I really I really liked listening to it. I liked going through the shifting moods of the production um from song to song or from theme to theme or what they were going through. And I think that they do a really good job of displaying or showing these emotions or shifts in moods. Yeah. Uh, there's a uh, a line on like the very last track that I want to call out um, because like that last track is like very like ephemeral and uh, there's like that like electric guitar that kind of weaves in and out and is sometimes there sometimes not like I enjoyed that mm -hmm. but there's um, these lyrics that uh, get uh, sung and it's I feel so heavy in the summer you deserve some different kind of lover I'm heavy I begin to slumber and then, like, shortly after that, everything just, like, cuts out. And then we loop back in with um, the with gospel for a new century. Mm -hmm. And, like, it, these themes that are brought up throughout this um, album, again, like, I can't stress enough, like, how every single song is, like, structured around, like, this core theme. Um, also, I just love the name of all these tracks. Uh, the name of this album, the name of all these tracks, like... It, they're all so fucking good yeah i think that this might be an album that lasts this year for me in terms of something like being one of my favorite albums this year um i think that i i will go back to it literally just to hear the themes of songs because of the production in them especially gospel for a new century and kerosene kerosene is another really really good song for me um which i think is kind of a tipping point in this album as well too but Diana Gordon, her voice on there is super, super good. Um, and so, I don't know this. I enjoyed this. I if I would recommend people listening to this, but I would understand if it was a tough listen as well. Um, this album is not for everyone. No, I I would agree. Uh, but I think if you really want to sit down and kind of dive into it or kind of immerse yourself in the sound. I think people are really going to like this. I thought the first song was really cool. 
Um, I like the way he uses his voice in the chorus for that one. There's a lot of emotions. There's a lot of sounds going on in it too. I like the horns in it. I really love the beat in it. I was I put wow like six times in my notes for that one song. Uh, then I wrote Medicine Burn. I love his voice in that song. Love, 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 love it. Guitars are amazing too. But every time I listen to this, I end up looking at the track list and seeing Kerosene says five minutes and then I zone out for the rest of it. So I don't really have much to add to this. I thought it was cool, but none of it was really engaging, at least whenever I listened to it and I just didn't care to look into it. So I didn't really want to talk on it because you guys were killing it. <laughs> I was busy listening to music. <laughs> <laughs> just wondering why your why your camera was glitched the fuck out. Yeah, I was. I I'm glad I wasn't the only one that was noticing that too. Yeah, I was just not listening, not unreleased Drake. Yeah, I saw that another song leaked. Mm-hmm. Are they are they actual leaks or is he like just putting it out and saying that they were leaked? They're actual leaks, but he also put it out. Well, he didn't put it out. It was like on an Instagram live he did like earlier this week at three in the morning, where he was just nah. playing music on some on what was it It was like ovo something his instagram where he has like barely any followers so there was only like a couple thousand people that knew that saw drake in it and were watching it but he he played unreleased playboy cardi in there and then this one song that's really good too it would have been the best song on scorpion but (laughs) pushing (laughs) kanye happened and then i guess he wanted to take it off i don't see why but you no go back scared eve two more i i don't i don't have any anything more to add to it i pretty much said everything that i wrote down on it um the other like the other thing or the other theory that i had on it was basically just his uh his a wild ride of his feelings and relationship with a certain girl and that i just made notes of basically what we talked about though from like song to song and stuff like that so it wasn't anything more or less of what we already talked about but there is also a japanese version of this album where there's an extra song in the back <laughs> what a quinky dink this one's Wait, called does he sing it in japanese is <laughs> <laughs> he singing in uh, japanese no i don't think so i don't know i don't i didn't hear the song japan version um, my ass but it's called foley simultani i don't know it's a uh it, it's another reference to um that foley impose idea or concept i guess and so yeah god that first song is just so good it's so it really good, is man. that song is really fucking impressive you didn't watch the music video jordy no why would Dude. i i didn't, I li- I didn't like the album why would i go out and do more homework because you like the song who cares i don't watch videos for like the majority of stuff i like like the weekend didn't watch any of the videos for that Eternal and Take, either. of course I did. Like the fuck? Uzi. You uh, tumor? See, I, I'm the opposite. I, I go out and I'll, I'll fucking seek out um, like the visual components to shit like this because I fucking love visuals. Is there a music video for every song? No. There's um fucking, there's only like f- six videos on um, Eve Tumor's uh, YouTube channel. Yeah. And... That's the only one. Oh no, I'm thinking of um, Thundercat. Thundercat only has like six videos, but this is the only track off of um, this album that has a music video. Uh, okay. The rest are just um, like just the official pictures. audio. Yeah, okay. and, and like the pictures are good. 
like I said, I I fuck with the visuals that are coming out of this album. It'd be interesting to see like a whole music video type of experiment from song to song to see because I mean like you said you know if he is going to explore the more visual side of things what he has in mind for some of these other tracks so yeah because a quick search said that they had um, uh, a collaboration with a visual artist named Ezra Miller yeah um, not the actor who recently choked a fan in uh, Iceland but um (laughs) Like, I know nothing about Ezra Miller, but... Or about this Ezra Miller. Um, but, like, the stuff that they're creating, like, looks super interesting. And it's all, like, digital stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see what more comes out of that. I agree. Well, that wraps it up for this portion of the podcast. Now one of the sponsors. Which we still don't have any. One day. When can we call ourselves a media outlet? I want to I wanna start taking pictures at concerts. When you can go to concerts. That's, yeah, you know what, that's fair. <laughs> that's a valid answer. <laughs> Not one I'm happy about, but that is a valid answer. That's All honestly the is- first thing I thought of, because I was like, I could spin up a website in a weekend, but why the fuck would we do it when you're not going to be able to go to a concert probably for months? <laughs> that's true. This is, this is very true. That's not something I'd considered. We should also going- probably get more people to listen to our podcast, too. Yeah. I, I mean, 20, like- 20 listens on an episode. It's a little low, but yeah, I do appreciate one. appreciate each and every one of you that did listen, that I th- threw it down your throats and begged you to listen to us. We love you episode. all. But, uh, no, I was going through my, my catalog, and I had a bunch of pictures from uh, a few concerts that I shot, like, three years ago, and I was like, fuck, these were fun. I want to keep doing this. Should we, uh, you guys want to, do you guys have any thoughts on Playboy Cardi pretending to be Pablo Escobar? Yes, it was funny. It was so funny. It was like a fucking half hour ordeal. Driving around in a Lambo during a pandemic with expired tags, and then they find all that shit, and then like 40 minutes later, they're like, you good. Had hella loud and guns in the car. <laughs> yeah, these, like three guns, and these are some like fucking extended clips like There's these people weren't fucking around then 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 he played them like a couple of the leaks from a whole lot of red and then they just let him go which That's i don't nuts. doubt him if you ever listen uh, to the 300 unreleased playboy cardi songs i have on my computer then you'll know i ascend to heaven every once in a while when i listen to it that's fair hmm. i don't get that same feeling that's because you're a Debbie Downer. All right. Why is Mickey Fax trying to start rap battles on Twitter? I did not see this. Really? Him him and Lupe were going at it. And then he was trying to go after it. I, I don't follow either. Well, I didn't I, know if you saw it somewhere else. Shit. I feel like periodically Lupe just decides to, like, let people know he's still alive by, like, coming at people. Pause. Uh, <laughs> Tyrell, have you listened to any music by Mickey Fax? I haven't. I love Mickey Fax. He What's was the last time? At, he was uh he was um he came onto the scene when uh I was getting into music with like Blue and a bunch of people when they were on XXL in like 2009. So I was pretty into Mickey Fax. He put out a project with Knots a couple of years ago that was really good. He has stuff that's out there. It's just that you have to you have to go look for it because he is really underground now. He puts out a lot of music though. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. He's cool. 
He's not going to blow you away with anything crazy, but he's he's nice. He hasn't put out like a major project since 2018. He had an EP last year, but his Wikipedia page tells me that he was in a Honda commercial later that year. Does not specify the year, but he was a spokesman for the Honda Accord. Neat. Yeah. That's cool. He's a sensible man. <laughs> sensible man. Uh, we definitely do not need to talk about the the YouTube link that you. No. <laughs> Wrap it up. We absolutely should. Wrap it up. We don't have to talk about it. Wrap it up. Shout out, <laughs> shitty boy. Shout out, Baby Tron. Do you, do you? Is it that important to you? You want to no, talk about it's it? It's not. It doesn't matter. You don't want to talk about it. We can move on. <laughs> Bitch, better give me head, head ass. Looking like Susie Crabgrass with my Ned ass. Come on. He he was spitting. There were some there were some good bars in that. He his delivery is hilarious. Oh god. <laughs> that like dead-eyed stare he like fixes the camera <laughs> with periodically. Like I, I love how Babytron didn't show up for the guest verse, so he just did it awkwardly in the bike aisle at Target. And then when when, when the chorus comes back in right after the verse, it's so fucking funny cuz he just starts yelling again. Can you it's can you tell the people what you're talking about? Uh, it's this song. I don't even remember who it's by. I want to say his name's Cummer. <laughs> Pause. It's uh, it's Clooner. <laughs> his name is Clooner, and the song is G T F O M D, which is an acronym for "Get the fuck off my dick." <laughs> but his delivery is so fucking funny. He's a white dude, has a terrible haircut, and he just yells the entire fucking time. Just yells, and it's really funny. It's hot. In my opinion, it was better than the Eve Tumor entire album, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> like, there is nowhere on that Eve Tumor album he said a line as fire as looking like Susie Crabgrass with my Ned ass. Like, come on. Ned's declassified? Fuck out of here. What a wild reference. I didn't think, I, honestly, I didn't think I was going to hear a Ned's, de- Jesus Christ. Uh, I didn't think I was going to hear a Ned's declassified reference in the year of our Lord 2020. Yeah, shit was fucking nuts. Oh, so I always forget there's a landline in this room. <laughs> yeah. E.T. A, phone home. I forget that landlines exist until someone tries to call me on mine. Oh, I forgot to ask you guys uh, what you guys listened to outside of the two albums we were supposed to listen to this uh, week. Sun Little had a, uh album that dropped at the end of July. Or not July, fuck. January. <laughs> It should have it should have released in July. It's a fucking summer album. Like it does not fit with like the winter aesthetic. Uh it's some some real barefoot type music. It's like not like an amazing album. It's not going to blow you away, but um there's two tracks that I really want to call out and it's about her again, which I think is the very first track or maybe the second one. Um Jesus Christ, quit calling my fucking house. Uh, but it's a, um, Let me it's like a very, it's a very like slow burn, um, soul track. And it's, I mean, it's about missing a girl fucking typical. Um, and then, uh, Mahalia is so fucking good. There's, Ooh, that's a good album. It's like really good. Or like that, that track has really stripped down instrumentation. His vocals are like the main focus and the whole fucking track is about like 
his shortcomings in a relationship and like how a lot of relationships are just kind of like doomed to fail from like the jump. Um, but like, it's a really good track. And like, those are the two that I want to call attention to. That's really funny. When you said Mahalia, I thought you were talking about the artist Mahalia and her album last year. Oh no, I'm (laughs) sorry. That's why I said that's a good album. Yeah. That's what I thought too. I was like, (laughs) he said these two songs from this album. Yeah, I was. I heard you saying I wasn't gonna call attention to it. I was like, sure, check that out later. Um, but uh, uh, and then also there's um a YouTube rapper named Richie Branson. Uh, he released a fucking freestyle called Drift King, I think. Uh, the 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 bars on that kind of eh. Um, they're like, if you're not like into cars, none of them are gonna make sense to you. But the beat is so fucking good. I love that beat so much. Yeah, I only listened to two things. Uh, first thing, the homie Jeremy asked me to listen to this kid named Conan Gray. And so I spun it. And I got mad Billie Eilish vibes when I was listening to it. But then I listened to, or I tried to get through, I'm still not through it, the uh, the playlist that Joe K put out on SoundCloud, his workout playlist. I tried to listen to it a couple days ago when I was golfing, but the person I was golfing with is a simpleton and he can only listen to music that has lyrics on it. So he's like, he's, he told me to change the music. So I got upset, but I'm only like three, I'm only like three quarters of the way through it, but there's some mad bops on that thing. Um, I saw Aloha and the first thing that popped into my head was that Aloha. Uh, yes, I smoke. Yes. Yes. That song that I sent you Trent and then you said you hated. Um, <laughs> I listened to this project called Reasonable Drought by uh, Stove God Cooks that was produced by Rock Marciano. And I was like, yo, this is pretty nice. I actually like this kind of shit. And it's like rapidly rap. And I really fucked with that. It was pretty cool. Uh, there's a single by Saw Baby called Double Dick that came out like two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. But I've listened to it every single day a couple times. And I just can't get the uh, like the little flute part out of my head, the very beginning with mixed with the vocals. That's like, shit's hard. I listened to Black Ocean Season 1 by Aso Black. I can't remember how I found it, but then I liked a couple of the songs in there, and that was pretty nice. It's like, well, I so I read the article on him, and it said, he's like, I don't listen to other music, so I don't sound like other stuff. But I was like, bro, you sound like other rappers on some songs. So it's like, sh- shut the fuck up. Price of Tea in China by Boldy James went back to that this week. That was pretty fire. Um, the back half of that is really good. Like, that's surprisingly good. Uh, then I went and listened to some older shit. Uh, 56 Nights by Future was put on streaming services, so make sure you listen to that. Crazy stuff. March Madness dropped during a crazy time. That song is fucking amazing. Uh, dude that was affiliated with Shoreline Mafia passed away this week, so I went back and listened to Party Pack Volume 2, Fire. Uh, I listened to Sondas by Saw Baby. That's, um, that project's so good. Oh my God. Saw Baby is so talented and has a way with words. So many dick sucking references and it's just crazy. Um, I also listened to some of Wedding Crashers. Uh, Crashers Got Wangs, so it's all beats produced by Cardo Got Wangs and I really fuck with them. Shout out Quentin Miller. Shout out Cool as Mac. We really don't have any music coming out tonight outside of Tory Lanez. So I don't know what we're going to talk about next week. Um. Oh, I listened to Hell Hath No Fury by Clips today, too. I started listening to that like probably 20 minutes before uh, I took my nap before the podcast. And then I fell asleep. Been two years since I was paddywhack. Cruising streets was yours. You dunce capping and kazooing. 
Oh, uh, you guys, you guys saw that the Chronic is getting put it on streaming services this but month. But I got right? one question. Fuck, Fuck yeah. Four twenty. Full length cat when I wave the kitty purse. <laughs> I remember when you used to always say that shit. <laughs> Only because you'd say the kitty part. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, I'm gonna say, on Palm Olive is so good too. I'm gonna save the one question that we didn't talk about in the topics for next week. The Bezalana two tone blue do the Tanache. That's fair. Right. It doesn't seem like we're gonna have a lot to talk about next week. Which one? Yeah, so I'm, so I'm, gonna, I'm what just enti- gonna save the, it. the the entices one? Yeah. Mike Tyson. I'm just save that for I'm just save Mike that one for Tyson. next week. Box him out. Rebound. Do we have any Twitter questions this week? I didn't see any. No one messages us on Twitter, so I did. Yeah? Yeah. It it was weird. It was from at Tanache now. It said um, young Yosh sounds like he has a baby penis and I was very insulted because I was one my heart started to shatter because I love her and um, two come on guys come on guys <laughs> uh, no this is a I uh, have a Gerber dick I guess this this would be the time to say you know if you if you have anything you want us to listen to any any questions for any any three members of the podcast? Find <gasps> us on Twitter. What should we do? Uh, should we pick an album that dropped during that week, last year, or a year before, or the year before that, want- and listen to that? Do you want to oh, do something like that, or do you want to do? Um, fuck, I don't know. I'd have to look at what comes out this week because there might be more stuff that comes out that we just don't know. That's true. Whatever you guys put on the docket, I will give a spin. Wow, look at that dedication. I'll think about it. Because there was something else that came out this... Oh, we didn't listen to ASAP 12 Because that dropped, I think, last week. I listened to it. Was it okay? It was okay. That's kind of disappointing. I am looking on Genius right now for 2019. What came out? Mama, this week. I'm so sorry. I listened to "Make It Rain" too today. By Travis Porter. You wanna see that? some ass? And I was acting. Oh my god, I was twerking on the desk. <laughs> Double cheeked up in the front of the webcam during my meetings. And of course, I listened to "Eternal Take" again. Come on. The fuck well, you know, you wanna know what came out? "Ventura" by Anderson Park. I'm not listening to that bullshit. <laughs> I listened to 777 by Key and Kenny Beats, too. Life of Pierre 4 got some more spins out of me, too. <laughs> also, uh, Fourth Rope by West Side Gun came out, too. <sighs> yeah. I, I'll return to both those projects. I wouldn't be super excited to return to either of them. I know. I, can you check the year before? We're going to keep going back until I find something I want to listen to. <laughs> Don't give my shit away. RP China. I'm just trying to get my paper straight. RIP Bernie Sanders campaign. Salute. Can we get some F's in the chat? Some F's in the comments? Some F's in the reviews? 
<laughs> Our review section is just L's. <laughs> GG's. Can we get some oh, GG's God. in the comments? I'm just trying to get my paper straight. Girl. Future's run was so crazy from 14 to now. Holy fuck. When they put Beast Mode on uh, streaming services too, I forgot about it. I was like, oh my God, he's a maniac. Don't get my shit away. So what, we're the second week of April? That's what it would have to be then? I'm getting tired of people not quarantining properly too, by the way. Oh, we're in the midst of the pandemic. For any of y'all future listeners that are like way off in the distant future that are back here listening. (laughs) It's people's not taking it serious though still. So we'll see if it infects the area. It could be, it could be a shit show, but until that happens, we'll see. We could end up like fucking Italy, New York. So speaking of where we're going to do this, the second week of April, uh, we could talk about Tanache joyride. We could talk about uh, Pac Div. No. We could also talk about. I don't even want to talk about that Tanash album. Amon Shumpert. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's 2017. If we, if no, the funny thing is, if we would have went to the first week of April, we would have had a lot of choices. What was it? Uh, so we had uh, we had Cardi B. No. We also had Doctor Octagon. Um, we reviewed we those also projects. had Flatbush Zombies. We reviewed those projects. I know. We also had Kali Uchis. We reviewed that. Odie. I, we reviewed those albums. SQ. I don't know. So Look up uh, 2012. 2012 for me. 2012? <laughs> yep. Tyrone. Yeah, way back. Tyrone. Um, I was going to ask you uh, speaking of fucking not taking quarantine seriously. Um, I'm probably gonna be walking around uh, downtown tomorrow night, taking pictures. Yay. If you wanna, if you wanna walk around with me, yay! Let's do we it. We can, we can maintain the the six foot distance while Hell I. Hell no. Okay. And be licking your hand in the camera. <laughs> Just numb tongue in your hand. <laughs> Human contact. I miss this so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. There was, so there's a guy in our, like the apartment little complex thing by like our mailbox. And I've seen 10 Amazon packages today delivered to him. Wild. That man, that man is hundred percent following social distancing. He is not leaving the the fucking apartment. (laughs) Over the past four days, he's had multiple packages delivered, but today was the peak. And earlier this week. So apparently the UPS drivers don't want to walk up our stairs and drop off the mail by the mailbox anymore. Brand new Dell laptop was down by the front door. <laughs> Just chilling. And I was like, hmm. That's wild. It's definitely not the place. Bro, can yeah. I take can I take nude pictures tomorrow? We just got our, we just got our first uh My Holy Fans is gonna be lit. Favorite on, on the anchor. Oh hell yeah. Uh, platform. Does Shout out to Derek Wilder. Yep. <laughs> Favorited our podcast. Um, so, I'm glad we, so in I'm glad we were able to record our live reactions to that. Thank you, David. In, in 2012, we just missed out on De La Soul and Nicki Minaj. Is it is it moment for life, Nicki Minaj? Pink print? Pink Friday. Roman Pink, yes. Wait, we just missed out on it. That's the one. <laughs> we j- but if we went to the week that we're doing now, we have Casey Veggies or Mac Lucci or Triple E. What Casey Veggies is it? 
Customize greatly, Volume Three. Oh, um, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so much excitement. Um, give me a second. We're not doing it, but I'm gonna give you my quick uh summary of that because that came out at a. So let me see if this is the right thing. Was yeah, that it when is. Your, Holy uh, fuck! So, garden, was that when the Tumblr was active? No. I wish. Uh, My Tumblr was only used for getting Hamtaro pictures. So, customize greatly volume three. Garden goes hard. Toteg goes hard. Roses goes hard. Swagworth and Millie goes hard. Life rhymes with Jenea A- Aiko. Tough. P-N-C-I-N-T-L-O-F-W-G-K-T-A with Tyler the Creator. Fucking fire. Get that money is fire too. That mixtape was really good. I d- actually did listen to that. It's a good, it's a good project. Yeah, like I'm dead ass. Like that's actually some fucking fire. Oh, I'll I'll go back and listen to that. I'm on my own. We don't need to talk about it, but like I've I haven't listened to that. So yeah, it's it's it came out during a time where you know what's crazy is like the music that came out from like 2010 to 2012 when we were in high school, like when mm-hmm. Feezy were doing like shit and listening. There's so much whack shit that came out that we listened to. Like XV, his music aged so poorly. Him prize music aged so poorly. Say, that's the era of like Whoop Rico, isn't it? No, bro. Whoop Rico was like I was in junior high. Whoop, Whoop Rico. Rico. <laughs> God, what a fucking legendary song. That that era of fucking Atlanta music is nuts. Like the uh, 2007 to 2010. I saw somebody tweet about the bacon in uh, Shoulder Lean, the video, and how gross it looked. And oh, I was yeah. like, I, I was like, fuck, I hate that I know exactly what he's talking about. Because I remember <laughs> being like, that bacon looks so gross. <laughs> Shoulder oh, yeah. wings tough. Well, that song is good. The the Whoop Rico official video from SpitYoGame.com <laughs> was released uh, March 18th, 2008. And that's the that's the one with, um, <laughs> hey, whoop his ass. <laughs> hey, hey, whoop his ass. Whoop his ass. Whoop his ass. Yo, the, the we dance to, uh, is hilarious into that part. Like, that whole video is so good. I love it so much. Dude, that's such a magical a time. So, if we went to 2013, it's an interesting time because everything's released on Tuesdays. Oh, yeah. yeah I forgot that was that era. I miss so that. The week, so, uh, the week that we're on now, we can talk about Tyga's Hotel California. No, trash. That the week after, actually, really the week bad. after that, we, if we were the week next week, we could have talked about Ghostface Killer or Kid Cudi or uh, Nore wait, or Styles P. Wait, album is it? Indicud. <laughs> None of those other albums are that good either. What Ghostface album was that? I don't know. I clicked off of it already. Man, what was the which Kid Cudi album was it? Like circa which one that you got banned from his fucking Twitter? Uh, it would have been around Satellite Flight era, like Indicud, like that era. Yeah. That's when I would have been banned from his tweets for being passive aggressive. <laughs> I, that, that makes me laugh every time I think it, about it. It wasn't like I was like, yo, Kid Cudi, your music is like dick in the ass. Like I wasn't <laughs> saying anything that wild. <laughs> it was real passive aggressive. You wanted to listen to Speeding Bullet to Heaven? <laughs> Remember when I kept saying, Teasy, you have to listen to it again, please. Yes. <laughs> and I kept <laughs> making I you. <laughs> if we go back to 2010, we can talk about Cushion Orange Juice by Wiz Khalifa. Oh, my God. I remember when that came out. I remember when that came out, and I remember when Dream Chasers came out because it was on Dat Piff. And, like, that website was 
hyping it up for weeks. Cushion OJ is a fucking classic. I love that shit. Or we can talk about Merson Ninth Wonder. <gasps> Which one? Wait. Whenever. What that one it? debuted at 87 on Billboard 200. That's wild. Holy shit. That is wild. That That's higher than I would have expected. Nah. It's a long time ago, so I'm not surprised. E-40 debuted at 47 and 49 what with his project one? on March 30th. Revenue retrieving. Don't remember Day shift that. and night shift. Don't remember that at all. Man, I don't want to talk about any of that shit now. Method Man, Ghost Face, and Raekwon had Mo- Woo Massacre, which debuted at number 12. Oh, God. I don't remember what that is either. Fuck. I do. It's a... Cypress Hill. diehard Wu-Tang debuted at 19. Should we just, just think that's that's a ti- that's a that's a time in the world where Bob debuted at number one. Bro, you were the biggest Bob fan too. <laughs> Yo, Bob had some fucking hits, dude. Bob was so good until air uh, airplanes, and then nothing about nothing nothing from you, nothing by you. What the hell was that song, Bruno? Mars? The mixtape after that, no genre. The no genre mixtape was yeah, good. Yeah, that one was pretty good. But then, holy fuck, did it go off a cliff right after? Oh man, all your idols, the him, Kid Cudi, you were huge on for a bit too. Like when Man on the Moon dropped, Man on the Moon Two was good. So good. Hey, there's a rumor he's gonna have an album this year. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> he's never gonna come on the pod because of you. I don't. Why would he ever come on this pod anyway? He was on Westworld season three. The fuck? He's got was better he? things to do. That was wild. I was so surprised to see that. I know. Me God, I too. To I haven't watched it yet. That. No, um, I was also surprised to see Marshawn Lynch in there too. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting that. They're kind of just reaching now. Is it good though? Is it good so far? <laughs> it's so good, man. Shut the fuck up. It's so good. Westworld is so good. Pussy ass corporate sellout. Shit's garbage. I feel like we gotta be like going back to the to music. I feel like we've got to be nearing like a fucking Pusha T project release. There's a lot of artists that are so running happy. on their two or three year period where they haven't released an album yet. Like AKA Kendrick. Sampha. And Kendrick. And Kendrick. I mean, like, but like, Push was fucking trying to say he was going to have something out before hey, 2018 man. ended. We're getting Detroit then... 2 this year. Oh, yeah. Shout out Big Sean. Is there anything that came out this year that we didn't review that you want to review? Because this would be a really good time to do it. Um, I'd have to go back to January, February, figure it out. Like Janae Aiko. Um, that would be Janae Aiko or Eminem. No. I'm not fucking going back not, to the Eminem project. I won't listen to Eminem project. I'll just talk shit. <laughs> it was not fucking worth it. It was, it was so long. Bad. It was long. Trenton was fucking head over heels for it's it. It's not that bad, guys. See? I'm going to be honest with you. It's not I, that bad. He was, was immediately defending the fuck out of it. Oh, we talk about Mac Miller. No. R.I.P. We talk about the Mick Jenkins project. That was just like seven songs. Uh, did, we didn't talk so about Boldy James or Denzel Curry. Denzel Curry would be fun. Yeah, well, we not really. We it's like 17 minutes. <laughs> Brent Fayez. <laughs> oh, I'd love the shit out of Brent Fayez. I love it chopped and screwed. We can't, we can't talk about it every week, dude. <laughs> it's so good, though. Oh, I, will t- I, I should bring it up every week. Okay, and then speaking of good projects that came out this year, Eternal Take, I love those 29 of the 32 songs. <laughs> Chopstick came with a large little mane. 
All right, let's wrap this shit up. You guys, anything else to talk about? I'm just fucking filling time, dude. I've been filling the air while you've been looking up that shit. Well, Mm. this was a fun week. Mm. Ain't this some shit? I done popped me a pill with a bitch and a bitch, and a bitch got a bitch, and my bitch got a bitch, and we all at. Mm. We should listen to Banco by Sir Michael Rocks. Look, man, anything you guys put on the docket, I will listen to. Even if it's like... Under other projects, if you just like put in parentheses, Tyrell, listen to this shit, I'll listen to it. I will never subject you to do that because the rest of the week I was going to listen to um, Rich Kids, which is like um, kind of sounds like Roscoe Dash type era. Yo, what the line. fuck happened to Roscoe Dash? That man oh, was like on top of the world for a while there. Now he? he's just gone. Oh my God. If he would have came out now, he would have just fucking same with Travis Porter. Oh my God. They would have fucking ran the whole game. Amazing. Oh, that, amazing. I, Two chains. I don't know what the fuck I was doing the other day, but I just, that thought popped in my head. I was like, what the fuck ever happened to Roscoe Dash? Two chains, but today I got on three chains. See y'all next week. Deuces. Two chains, Mind racing, steady chasing with your life like Riding in that new shit, you probably try to sideswipe From the city where they call them fades on sight Pull me over, got my rights, got some girls for the night Real niggas for life, get your grip, run that strip On your percent, don't loan out shit Get focused, man. Mama from the ghetto, so she know how to settle. Told her when I get on that something that she gon' have to let go. Looking in the mirror like Casey, what should you write? Look her right up in her eyes like you should probably spend the night. Her legs and chest manifest my little stress. Young boss kiddo, please don't mess with no middle man. So blue, ride so green. Money run, everything learn that for free. They call me Young C, might pull up in a V You would go out and get it if you know what you could be I don't know Flip that off, get that dope, and submit the plan Young niggas is making grands, everybody waving hands